computer. Freeze program. Advance ahead one hour. Switch to objective mode. Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Bator of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Brianna. And today is the long-awaited Enterprise episode of our holodeck series. Long-awaited. <laughs> yeah, we had a week. The past two weeks, we've put out like Picard Week special, and then we also put out our recording with Random Redshirt talking about Random Redshirts. So yeah. the listeners have not heard main feed stuff in like True. almost a month. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of special releases recently, so. Um, it's been really fun, but I'm also all very excited to get back to what we do best, which is these deep dives into our specific series. Yeah, and it's weird to not have a guest to coordinate with because everything we've recorded has been with another podcast. So yeah. it's nice to just be back with you and I, Rihanna. We can definitely control the flow and we read each other's brains well enough to know like, okay, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we just want to do a big shout out to Strange New Pod and to everyone who contributed for Picard Week 2. And we hope that you're all enjoying Picard because... We were screaming just by episode one, so. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It was perfectly timed. So Picard Week, we just celebrated who he is as a captain and a person. <laughs> we heard from so many different and amazing podcasts about everybody's take on different topics about Picard. So yeah, I know that is not an easy thing to produce. So Strange New Pod, just another round of appreciation from me as well. Also, we have just been, I feel like there's been an even like closer connection that we've gotten with our listeners in the past couple weeks as well. I think part of the community-wide hype that's happening with Picard coming up is really gathering the fan base together because something we can all agree on is that we can't wait to see the next generation cast. So I've just been feeling so much love from all of our listeners and I have a couple of really awesome shout outs I wanted to read. So from Marcy who sent us this wonderful message. Hi, I heard about your podcast a few weeks ago and I've been binging it. Just finished listening to the Picard episode of Love and Affection series and you had me crying on the bus when you were talking about Data and Picard saying goodbye. Thanks for making this awesome podcast. Now I can enjoy Star Trek content even more often. Oh! <laughs> it's really, like, messages like that just, I was ha- almost had me crying on the pod. So yeah. I'm really glad that you felt that connection and that we could, like, reach out through people through Star Trek and our, like, crazy analyses of things. Yeah, we just really appreciate you listening. I just, again, I'm just so in awe that people <laughs> would would binge this podcast. And it's we're just like two sisters hanging out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just so appreciative. And then also, I have to shout out one of our patrons, Wolf Wit. What a wonderful human. So Wolf Wit just sent us a fantastic message that I wanted to read a little bit of. Wolf says, whenever I listen to you and Rihanna having fun on your podcast, I wonder how one might harness your enthusiasm, energy, and joy and have a spillover from Star Trek sci-fi into science education. For example, I'm a part of an astronomy club where we do a lot of public outreach events. 
And one would think there'd be a fun way to connect astronomy to Star Trek or other fictional universes. And then Wolf goes on to talk about um, San Francisco and just the beautiful views of the night sky. So just what a wonderful email. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. And uh, that was because we are sending all of our patrons a new round of stickers. And that was the response we got. So thank you so much for that wonderful message. I do just want to briefly talk about the Patreon and the changes that we've made because we are sending all of our patrons a new round of stickers and I know it is our version of commercials so just like hang out for a minute while we talk about patreon.com slash the draw sisters podcast we now have four new tiers so you can join at the one dollar level that's right one dollar a month at the Alexander Rojanko tier, which is very honorable. You can also join at the $6 level, which is the Sons of Moog, of, again, very honorable house at the $6 level. And then at the $12 level, we have the House of Duras. Duras. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, if you join that tier, we might ask you to like support us in our cause to be on the High Council. Yeah. And then our last tier, our highest tier, which right now, our mom is like dominating this tier. So shout out to Michelle, yes. literally to Michelle Hurd for dominating this tier. Um, that is the K-less, the unforgettable tier at $23 a month. And if you join this tier, we will actually request your help to kill Galvron so we can take over the high council. So like that's yeah. a, you have to be you a little me. higher level of a soldier for that tier. <laughs> yeah. um, but please go to patreon.com slash the Duras Sisters podcast because you can read the description of what all of these different tiers have. And we've added some benefits that we've never had before. <laughs> like it's hard yeah. to keep track of all the benefits. Rhiannon and I were just setting up our calendar. Mm -hmm. So we really hope you will check us out. And on that note, we actually have three patrons in this like tiny hiatus that we had while we've been mm -hmm. on other shows and had other guests. We have three new patrons. So thank you, Isabel, Giraffe, Spotted Giraffe, wonderful, and mm -hmm. MC Freudis for becoming patrons. Two of those people are on Strange New Pod, so it's just very wonderful to see fellow podcasters supporting one another. Thank you all so much. And just to round out the whole Patreon message, I would like to thank Jeff Richardson, Isabel. That's right. I'm adding you new folks into the tier list. <laughs> Here you go. Just get ready. <laughs> David Willett, Gildara, Anna Post, Wolf Wit, John T. Bolds, Rick Mason, MC Freudis, Spotted Giraffe, T. Alexander, Ivan Fetch, Never Otter Even, Kurlan Naskos, and Michelle for being our patrons. Thank you all so much. My just my heart grows larger and larger each day which is bad like i need to go to the doctor you patrons are giving me like heart heart palpitations i don't know yeah i i'm truly th so thankful to all of you for donating to our patreon so ashlyn now let's go back in time to enterprise and forward in time to the 2000s <laughs> and we are Yes, talking about two episodes of Enterprise, and the first one we will be discussing is the finale. So, Ashley, <laughs> before we get started, <laughs> you're probably like, what? <laughs> oh, this is the first. We are too, yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, though, Ashlyn, I wait. Uh, I like how you just said the finale and you didn't say the oh, other yeah, episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You're like, that's so, all we need to hear. Turn off the podcast. <laughs> and then get ready. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. So 
Yeah, so we'll be starting with the finale, and then we will be ending with the episode Unexpected. I believe it's season one, episode five. Yeah, so Ashlyn, this is unexpected, and (laughs) I'm going to be... (laughs) I think we're just, like, ready to confuse our listeners, but before we do that, Ashlyn, I want to ask you a very important question. Out of these two holodeck episodes what do you consider the ultimate enterprise holodeck episode oh god so i'm just gonna be up front i'm gonna be very frustrated and like overwhelmed (laughs) 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 trying to think of a word that has a little more positivity in it um i'm Uh gonna i'm gonna be speechless frankly about the finale (laughs) and That's my answer. So sad because, uh, like, unfortunately, Enterprise is a product of its time. It's pre-Kirk. Kirk didn't even have a holodeck. So, yeah. So, Rihanna... It's fair and terrifying. When you think about the most ultimate holodeck episode of Enterprise, does it also play your mind as the finale? Or could you push through yeah, and think it, about it, Unexpected? It wars in my mind, more mm. like, but I don't let it win. Okay. <laughs> because Unexpected is an unexpected holodeck episode and i think it features more of what the holodeck is than any finale of riker looking at enterprise could do you know so i think the rainbow of it all the like alienness of it really showcases how cool and new the holodeck technology is to them and i think it, it really stands up as a very classic holodeck episode even though of course it is not the entire plot it's still the place where Trip got pregnant, so. Yeah, Rian, I'm so glad you are able to think about all of that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. Let's just let's just do this. So I'm gonna say right away, you cannot listen to this podcast if you have not seen the end of Enterprise, or if you haven't and you want to get spoiled. Please listen right ahead because we are about to destroy this ending, as yeah. as should be done. Um, Now, Rihanna, someday in our podcast life, I would love to do finales as Mm -hmm. a series, but I also feel like it might jinx it, you know, like when Mozart's Mozart's writing his like Requiem, he's like, I'm probably going to die before I finish this. And then he's so afraid of it. He like overworks himself to death. (laughs) Like, what if we're doing the finale series and then like, what do you do after that? The internet collapses, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to jinx it. But anyway. So I feel like someday along the line, we will have a long discussion about every aspect of the finale. Of course, right now, we're just focusing on the holodeck parts, which is really, um, it's also just a strange way to do a crossover. So, okay, um, Rihanna, will you give a a little plot synopsis, and then let's just try to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, so here's what's happening, is... It's been 10 years of the mission total. And so that means six years, what, in the future? Mm -hmm. From from season four. The last episode you saw, (laughs) if you're watching in order, of season season three. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, God, okay. So we're talking six years later. There's a time jump. We see that the Enterprise crew is is preparing to go back to Starfleet and San Francisco to essentially start the Federation. (laughs) And Archer, of course, is pinnacle in this. He's gathering the Tellarites and the Andorians, and there's going to be a lot of speeches and peace treaties and things. And so then we find out that this is a holodeck program that Riker is looking at in order to figure out what to do about the Pegasus coming back 
the Pegasus pieces coming back that had a cloaking device <laughs> that he has to uh, decide on a command decision. And so he watches the last episode of Enterprise with us through the holodeck. And Troy sometimes comes too. <laughs> yes, yeah, Troy is there as well. Um, and meanwhile, back on Enterprise, they hear that Shran is alive and his daughter is kidnapped. And so they have to go get his daughter and save his life. And there are consequences to that those actions. And then the episodes <laughs> and program. So, uh, Ashlyn. <laughs> um, Marina can't talk about Trip dying, but Trip does die, like, needlessly. Yeah. And the Federation is created, and Riker and Troy just, like, go off into the sunset to the sadness of all of us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, if we're talking about Trip right now, then I'm, all, I'm just gonna say it, because also, T'Pol and Trip are not together, and they haven't been for, like, years. How many? Six, Six years. Yeah, so since the last episode you saw of season four, it's just... I'm, I, I'm just Again, speechless. speechless. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of silent pauses <laughs> in this because it's truly I'm flabbergasted. But Ashlyn, I think we should first talk about the holodeck itself and TNG seeing it. Do you remember this as a kid watching this? Yes, and actually, well, I, I guess we weren't kids, but we were. Well, I think we were like I think I was a freshman in college at this point, and you were yeah. junior um, in high school. Yeah, I I couldn't stop thinking about that first time watching it when I was doing this watch for the pod because yeah. I remember just being speechless and yeah. kind of thinking, okay, this is going somewhere, right? Like it's yeah. all going somewhere. And then and then the episode kept progressing and it seemed yeah. it didn't seem like it was going anywhere. And then um and then Trip died. It was just shocking and I'm expecting okay, he's going to come back, right? Anything. Yeah. And then it just it, it it's over. Um, and I just could not believe that they had decided to go this route. It made no sense. And I was just furious at the implications that like Trip did not survive Enterprise. Um, I thought that the inclusion of Riker and Choi was just so tone deaf. And I still think that like, what do you remember about seeing this for the first time? Yeah, I mean, you're probably gonna say exactly what I was gonna say, so I won't steal it. But I I'm pretty much just, like, shocked that they brought TNG into this, you know? Like, I remember mostly just feeling betrayed because it was essentially a finale that felt like, hmm, we don't really care about the show we're putting on. We want you to board all aboard the Nostalgia Train, and that's how we'll get good ratings for this finale, you know? And it just felt so, like, hashed together, and... I know that the network and everyone was going through it during this time and that like everything was since they couldn't they couldn't get a fifth season like they just had to write some ending but it's just could have like literally any way was better than this and I think it's like sick that they used the holodeck because it's beloved (laughs) frankly most of the time and how dare they like abuse their power as writers to put a holodeck into this to make us like be seeing these two worlds collide it's just i could not i couldn't handle it as a i just shut down like the first time i watched it and never saw it again yeah Yeah. until today yeah Yeah. i feel like we've watched like 
minutes of it for the pod or something. Oh, God, no. I never even <laughs> Well, even no. if, if we were supposed to, I watched, oh, okay, <laughs> like, okay. certain nice. scenes. You did your homework. Yeah, but Rihanna said, I'm never watching no. this again until... Until <laughs> today. Yeah, today until today. Yep. Brianna, I, I really agree with what you said about the nostalgia train, especially because we've seen so much new Trek. Sorry to use the the term <laughs> of the haters, <laughs> but I it works. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen so much new Star Trek use the nostalgia train in a fantastic way that mm-hmm. it, it goes to show that there's a loving way to have Troy and Riker somehow involved in this story without mm-hmm. completely like wrecking our connection that we've had with Enterprise with the Enterprise crew and making it seem like a big joke, you know? Like when you realize yeah. that Riker's on the holodeck, it's like, oh well, the stakes don't seem as high, even though like yeah. Trip literally dies. I'm weirdly detached to it because of Riker like literally yeah. sitting in the background and you like change the camera angle and you just see Riker's face mm-hmm. and it's so off putting. I just like don't like in this case, literally don't put Riker in a corner because it will be so <laughs> scary <laughs> to see him there. He's really scary. And Ashlyn, thank you for bringing that up because the detachment piece is so important. I think the holodeck provides that detachment that Riker has and time itself. I mean, all of these people are dead at this point. So, (laughs) like, to Riker, it doesn't even matter that Trip made it out or not. But to us, we've been with these people for four years if you've been watching, you know, like, as it's coming out or just binging in the last couple of months or whatever, you're still attached to these characters and so it does feel like they're just laughing at it the writers or whoever wrote this horrible thing whoever made this happen um i think that the holodeck yeah it it utilizes that detachment way too well like to a point where no one wants to believe that's how it ended like i cannot see many people enjoying this or saying oh okay that seems right to to what the series was well and it's not even a good send off and i know this no. is supposed to be like pre tos but you're not supposed to yeah. get everything from tos they didn't even have any emotions oh, at the end of the last episode yeah um, turnabout intruder is not the one to look for no you <laughs> never want to end on turnabout intruder that's no. a bad way to go out just like this i always hope that each character will get their exciting thing that they get to do or they get to look back at their relationship in some way and I think they try to do that when Riker was being a chef and he was oh. interviewing each person about Trip. Okay so before I go on any this, Rian and I are both just like Picard <laughs> face palming right now. I'm gonna do the double ones like, too. Oh yeah the double face palm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to just throw out some dates for everyone here. So Rihanna thank you for talking about the Pegasus. So <laughs> I because I got very excited. I, I'm like a little nerd. So when Riker, I mean, I was furious to hear Riker's first officer's log, but it gave yeah. me a clue like, okay, I this looks like the holodeck on the D. So I'm assuming it is. And then, okay, this Enterprise looks like the D. And then you hear Riker's log. And then he says it's um, Stardate 474.57.1. Looked it up. Pegasus episode. But you know what else is in that episode, Rihanna? What? It's Picard Day. (laughs) (laughs) So right after Picard week. This is when Riker like goes into the ready room or into the room with all the like Picard decorations and he has like the the bridge. Yes, with a little puppet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So this is the same Riker. (laughs) Oh god. 
that makes it so much worse and also i mean oh it's it's distracting how jonathan frakes his like beard is not a full beard either and i know you can't help how they age so anyway i just Mm -hmm. want to remind everyone that it's picard week or it's picard i'm look at me (laughs) i mean yeah we just finished picard week Mm -hmm. we're all like yeah so good timing for us as usual rihanna we have Mm -hmm. like somehow impeccable timing um but some other dates I just want to throw at you. So you might remember that's in season seven, episode twelve. So about halfway through season seven, um, this episode came out May thirteenth, two thousand five. This finale episode, and the last episode of TNG, All Good Things, came out in nineteen ninety four. So this is about um, eleven years later that Riker's having this cameo and then also Nemesis you you might remember came out in 2002 so this is two years after Nemesis so yeah that Brent Spiner voice at the end shook me like to my core yeah I was like and that's (laughs) really you could tell that was Brent Spiner because he's never said anything like that in this in the show (laughs) no they got him back to be data for that voice yeah I felt like I just had to throw this out there because it has been two years since we've seen the next generation cast and I and I know the Star Trek movies aren't always consistent coming out every two years but I think Rick Berman and everyone at Paramount was like oh we can't resist like let's throw in the next generation yeah they just asked like hey which like crew members can we round up let's get Franks let's get Sturtis on here let's do something fun and it's it's just it's not fun but yeah um (laughs) I exactly (laughs) So I want to talk about Troy's suggestion to use the holodeck in this situation. And also I want to throw out to any really hardcore Trekkies who have an iron heart, you should watch the Pegasus episode, but then add in the clips (laughs) from (laughs) These Are the Voyages. And then you have like like a 90 minute... Yeah. <laughs> episode and you get to see Riker like aging and this is like that would be like the TNG like version of like menagerie yes. you know part one and two where you're watching yeah. the episode within the episode yeah exactly just like every time Riker's not on screen it's like oh he's in the holodeck <laughs> yeah so and also just to remind listeners like the whole deal with the Pegasus is that it's Riker's former ship and his captain was authorized to try out a prototype um, cloaking device on a Federation ship and it failed and you might remember that that's breaking the treaty. I sound like such a nerd but like it is it's true it's breaking the treaty that the Federation have with the Romulans. Part of their deal is that they are not allowed to develop new cloaking devices Um, so Riker was like ordered to lie and say that all these people died for another reason, not because of the cloaking device. And he's held this secret for the whole time until his old captain, now like an admiral who outranks Picard is on his ship. And he says, Hey Riker, we're going for round two. It's Pegasus time. Um, and it's Pegasus time. (laughs) Yeah. Riker ends up making the correct decision to kind of do both like he tells Picard what's going on and um he like goes over the admiral's head I actually can't remember how the episode ends is that how it ends yeah no you're absolutely he tells Picard everything and yeah wow yeah great summary thank you well and great episode but my question is what's it doing in our enterprise finale exactly and why does Troy recommend holodeck therapy but or like guidance 
I know we can't talk to anyone really about this Pegasus thing, but it still seems absolutely ridiculous to me that he would, like, watch a random what they did. This situation isn't even applicable. Like, if you really think about it, this holodeck situation, like, I think it would have worked better if, like, it was one where, say, um, Trip has this secret and he can't decide whether to tell the captain and so he goes to T'Pol and she's like, here's what's most logical and then he goes to Malcolm and he's like, here's what's most, like, human and then Riker's like, ooh, I weighed my options. Beautiful. That could have been a random one-off season three episode. Never think about it again. But it had to be the finale so they made all these high stakes and he's like, oh yeah, now I'm just looking at Shran's daughter get kidnapped. Like, that's not a fun thing to do in your <laughs> off time. <laughs> You want to watch Trip die, like, in agony? Like, is this what we wanted? <laughs> this is not what we wanted, is what I'm saying. And so why would Riker want it? And why would Troy recommend it as therapy? Or whatever it was. She can give guidance better than that. Worf. Go to Worf and go to Data. They have very different opinions. Data's there, apparently. I <laughs> his voice. I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. Um, okay, so not only, like, on top of all of this, yeah. um, I, I, the way that she suggests that he go to the holodeck, like, that means she probably, like, picked out the specific program. <laughs> so, again, this is Troy's choice. <laughs> Troy's, Troy's choice. choice. Um, and... And then she says, like, a little bit after he meets her in 10 Ford, after he's already done, like, see the first opening credit or whatever of the episode, he comes back to Troy. After he's been part of the, like, cold open. <laughs> yeah, he's in, in the cold open. He leaves. And then Troy suggests to him that he should skip to the Andorian hail and he should take over the role of the chef, like, of the galley. Because, like, ships didn't have a Starfleet counselor back then, so the chef was the closest thing, which is yikes o'clock. Yeah, that sounds very much like whatever Broyce and uh, Pike's relationship. There's no counselors, there's just your doctor who drinks with you. <laughs> yeah, it's those vibes, absolutely. So that's great, and Riker ends up doing that. Like, he takes her advice. And then later, I am not joking around. I am not joking around. I'm like, oh my god, Troy must have played this simulation, like, ten times. Like, she <laughs> she remembers the specifics of, like, go to the hail. It's really interesting, you know? And then yeah. she says she's never done the program before. Yeah, she doesn't even know, like, a lot of these shit. So she's just functions. guessing. Like, she's pulling this out of her ass. She's like, hey, you know what sounds cool? It's like, remember that trip guy who died? Like, go watch his death. I bet it was really heart-wrenching, and it'll teach you a lesson about not following orders. Yeah, what lesson did he learn exactly? What? what tell me. Well, also, okay, I'm sorry. Because, again, like, in the first, like, I would say even 10 minutes of the episode to pull is talking to Riker and she has like a, a one-liner sentence at, like at the end of her whole speech she says that Trip would follow his instincts even though it is a it is illogical and she's kind of learned from that too Riker's eyes like light up <laughs> <laughs> you know like oh yeah. my god this is such good advice <laughs> and then he freezes the program and kisses to pull on the yeah. cheek I hated that. And I then he that. leaves, and I'm like, okay, Riker, you got your answer. Now, end the program. end the program. We don't need to keep watching it. <laughs> Especially 
Oh God! Yeah, thank you for mentioning that kiss. That was so weird. <laughs> and and she has to be frozen, so Jolie Ballack is just like, what is? Going <laughs> She's on? like, why? Like I've <laughs> dealt with Rick Berman for so long. Why Literally. is this happening to me? Literally. So yeah, Ashlyn, let's talk about the mechanics here of this holodeck. You said this was the middle of next generation, but it has some features that I have <laughs> seldom seen anywhere else on a holodeck, TNG or otherwise. So the first one may not seem big, but this is big to me. So Riker in our cold open starts in an Enterprise uniform, and that's where you're all screaming and crying. And you think out. everything's going to be going well. You it's, think it's time you, travel. You have a holodeck. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then when he ch- when <laughs> he shuts the program off, uh, when he causes the program to go to the bridge or whatever, he. <laughs> his uniform just appears and i am so curious about this because we see them change uniforms and change into outfits for the holodeck all the time and i'm thinking like did they have an upgrade where he's where is he wearing holographic clothes like what is (laughs) what is going on okay so I know for sure in Voyager and things like that, like in different episodes, you can project clothes onto you. Yeah. So the reason that everyone is changing into period <laughs> outfits, I think is maybe just to, I don't Nostalgia. know, just, just to, to really be it. <laughs> to feel alive. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't I know. I guess I would rather flow around in a real dress than like a holographic one you don't feel. Like, yeah, that well, sense. and I, I guess, yeah, totally. Also... I don't know exactly when this technology was invented. I know we're now we should be experts because this is the holodeck yeah. series. So I don't exactly know. Like maybe by the time it's DS9 of Voyager, this is commonplace. Like we saw so much with a bunch of the holodeck technology. Yeah. Um, maybe season seven Riker's like, okay, that, you know, Enterprise yeah. just came out of refit, got that fresh <laughs> new holo technology. Yeah, um, perhaps. So yeah, the the clothes changing the clothes and then also objective mode can you talk about that too (laughs) objective mode is where you get to switch and that's when he also turns back into his (laughs) uniform (laughs) um out of his enterprise one into his d one is i should say enterprise d (laughs) one and he decides to like watch as an observer and exactly as it sounds objectively watch the situation and other times, I guess it's what participation mode or whatever. I've never heard it uttered. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's probably like character insert mode. Um, but yeah, so I love this actually. I think it's a great feature, but it's just so funny that this is the first time we're seeing like it in practice after all of these holodeck episodes. I'm telling you, objective mode would have saved them so much. I'm thinking about Fairhaven, <laughs> yes. like the episode oh, where they, yeah. it's this second Fairhaven episode where they think, they're like, oh my gosh, these people are magicians. If they could have yeah. just put it in objective mode, everyone would have gone about their lives yeah. and they could just drink at the bar. Mm-hmm. Although, also, although they, also their their things were broken. So. And I forgot. Perception filters. This is haunted too because Riker just walks through the, oh! <laughs> the, um, yeah, <laughs> the walls. What? Like he goes what from the bridge. This? He's like a computer, objective mode. He's on the bridge. He walks through the walls like Jordy like when Jordy he's dead. Face, he's yeah. facing out and then he's right in the captain's quarters or like the ready room yeah whatever yeah i was shocked by this because i've never seen anyone even someone who's not participating in like the character of the holodeck program 
they don't go through walls. <laughs> like, this is just something Riker and Jordy at their own level of, of, of people. I don't understand it. A lot of stuff they're, they're just throwing in here to try to spice up the fact that, ooh, we're doing a holodeck episode, but it's TNG, but it's still the Enterprise finale. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? I wonder, because I was thinking, why would they show Riker in that uniform at all after the first five minutes? Because that's mm-hmm. how you get your watchers. And obviously, this sure. is cable. The only thing I can think is that what if you just, like, change the channel and you started yeah. watching 30 minutes through? You see Riker right. and you're like, what? But he's in his yeah. uniform, so you maybe have a little guess. Otherwise, I don't see a purpose for that. No. I don't either. <laughs> At all. And also, okay, just on the Riker, Riker outfit section, what's going on when he's a part of the Mako team? Oh, my God. He was in full participation mode then. What is Riker and learning? Like, chef is Mako? Like, they saw Chef earlier. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the chef is a Mako officer? I'm dead. Yeah. But again, like, what? what is Riker learning from this he's helping rescue Sharan's daughter like this is a sketchy situation Riker also doesn't look like he kind of wants to jump around you know (laughs) he's just standing at the top like with the sniper I just his little phaser rifle I don't I don't like it I don't like it (laughs) I don't like any of it frankly um yeah I was shocked by a lot of this I was also just a little bit mad and I know this is like this is technically all holodeck related but I think it's really clever when, I don't, I didn't really break it, but Riker being chef just like really threw me off as well because there's such a sort of beloved trope that I really love at least in a lot of comedy and, and just like television in general where like you have a character that they talk about all the time but you never see. I'm thinking about Frasier with Maris. <laughs> like we've never seen Maris, you know, and there's a lot of close calls and all of that stuff. Same thing with chef. We never see chef, but like, Chef is definitely a huge character in Enterprise. And so the fact that then they just put Riker in there is another thing that's so jarring because we're, we already know this guy. We already know Riker. And th- their personalities just don't mesh. Like, this is not the right, like, time for them to be bearing their soul to Riker. And no- none of it feels authentic or right or anything. I, mean, I-, I know it isn't because it's a holodeck simulation. You know, it's the other thing. So it's just so multi-layered and irritation for me. <laughs> Yes, I'm 100% with you, Rihanna. And how easy would it have been to have this be a time travel episode? Because then it shows that Riker's been the chef the whole time. Like, maybe Riker got stuck in the past or something. I'd be more for that. For the last 10 years and he's been chef. Or maybe this is Thomas Riker. I'm telling you. Like, I don't know. Just literally anything is better than this. Like, yes, anything. really the, and the conclusion. I'm tempted to say, like, bring the whale lady back as chef. Like, <laughs> I'd rather take that than this BS. That's my new yeah. slogan. I'd rather have the whale lady than whatever is happening right now. Yes. Um, yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It makes me furious. Um, also, what's going on? So, I really hate even more than Riker being chef. Uh, is when Troy comes on board and he's giving her like a tour of the ship. Yeah, and what? Tr- like you know it? Yeah, like you know it and also treating it, I know it's just a holodeck program, but like to what we've seen, like 
what we've invested ourselves in yes. is this is a beloved ship and them coming on and making light of the situation like, like rinky dinky <laughs> not really but yeah Riker saying the our brig is is bigger than this like in yeah. archer's quarters like that's so yeah. like that's rude and it feels it's like being disrespectful at like a historical site yeah. Is the kind of the vibe I was Literally. getting. And I, I understand if this was a TNG episode, that is the vibe. Absolutely. You know, yeah, like you totally. could do crazy stuff wherever you are. But because we're coming in from this Enterprise perspective, it is just so disrespectful to me. It's gut-wrenching. Yeah. yeah. And it's very akin to like even just showing or talking about something you love and then have people just like completely tear it down or disrespect it. And you're just like, ow, like, I just literally like, why would you do that? Like we're having this conversation and same, why would the writers do that? Like what, what did they think they would get out of ridiculing a show that we've been watching for four years? Yeah. It's like, they just took a massive dump on it. It makes no sense. Um, Also Troy's out here spoiling the ending. Yeah, Like at 14 minutes in, she says, like, it's so sad. Trip doesn't know he won't make it back. And I'm like, what? Mm. Like, why? 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 I I just, it's not intrigue. Like if that's supposed to be intrigue, it's so poorly written. I just. Exactly. (laughs) That's the thing. Is that if it were done well, then like, great. But I remember just not believing it. And there's a couple like fake outs where we think, oh, this is where he's going to die or this is it. But then when it actually happens, it's just all the worst because it's like, no, he could have rigged it to go like the bomb to go off like <laughs> right after he could have, I don't know, done anything but what he did to sacrifice himself for these like five aliens <laughs> who just wanted this artifact. Like it had no significant purpose even. It just felt very Tasha Yar. It felt very like let's throw away the script, let's throw away this character that we've been building on. And just so ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's all I'll say about Trip. Also, he's my favorite character, so of course I'm out here again crying at an unjust death. Judzia Dax, Data. Data had a good death, but it was still Nemesis. So it's just like irritating that Star Trek keeps doing this to my favorite characters here's the thing that does give me hope about this there's i mean there's no hope i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna give anyone the impression that there's real hope but i i was curious as the episode went on because rikers having an influence on characters like to pull when they talk about trip and their relationship to pull then goes to trip later and says do you miss me basically and like ignites that conversation and Mm -hmm. I'm thinking how much, like, we, we've seen time after time that a historical representation done through a holodeck can be very, can be very misleading and can really misconstrued a lot, if not all of the facts. And so I wonder, like, because there is this interactive way uh, to, or because there's this way to interact with the holodeck characters, does this actually happen in this way? Like, does Trip actually die a noble death? Is this all confusing? Did Trip actually survive? <laughs> like, if something as large as the relationship can get brought up and could create a narrative storyline that's not true, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying that this is a holodeck episode, and we have to remember that it might not have actually happened this way. So, Ashlyn, you talked about historical data and stuff getting skewed through holodeck recreations and stuff, and we literally did see this in uh, Living Witness in Voyager. So, I think you're absolutely right that things could be totally misconstrued, like, 
Janeway is not evil in the doc. Like, they got so many things wrong about Seven of Nine and everything. So they could be wrong about Trip. They could be wrong about their relationship with T'Pol, at least. I mean, even, like, Riker's own episode where they were trying to figure out who murdered the scientist. There were all yeah. these different recreations. Yeah. It, it's a... Yeah. It's a sketchy reincarnation of the past. <laughs> yeah, which is why it's such a dumb episode, because I'd rather experience it firsthand than through this weird secondhand Riker lens. Um, especially because, like, the really only piece of nostalgia I actually enjoyed was the end, you know, where it has, like, the the voyages of Starship Enterprise and it has the three Enterprise captains saying it. But it's still dumb because it still takes away from enterprise and this ending of a really wonderful show and i just feel like it's so frustrating that still like we're getting picard and kirk here encroaching in on archer's final as much as i will say i don't like archer like it's still frustrating but it still like got me in this nostalgia and i was like annoyed that it did i was like hey this is not what i this is not the kind of nostalgia i wanted out of this episode no and i know what they're trying to do like they're going back in time starting with picard then kirk then archer but to me, it undermined, first of all, the other captains we've seen. I know they're just doing yeah. Enterprise captains, but, like, I still don't like it, you know? Yeah. Like, mention all the other people we featured on these shows. Mm-hmm. And then also, the fact that it starts with Picard, I also don't like. Like, I would just Agreed. say, have Archer say the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And yes, then as you. he's talking, change it from ship to ship, if you really want to go for yeah. it, you know? Thank you. Exactly. It was just so dumb. Like, you already had too much TNG in there. It was weird being back on the Enterprise, and then weird being in the holodeck, and all of it was just awful, and I feel like they betrayed us, frankly. And also, it doesn't make it feel like Trip is real, his death is real, because then the scene after, Riker's, like, having catfish with him, or making catfish for him, and so then it's this, like, horrible, like, you don't know what to feel, because now there he is again, and... It just makes it worse, and then he's not at the signing of the charter, so it's just a whole mess. I think that scene would be much more impactful, that catfish dinner with Riker, if that was the scene where Riker made up his mind. Yeah. Or he was kind of on the edge, and then he's recalling his conversation with Tripp, and he's like, you know, this is the right thing to do. But once again, there's no clear answer. It just kind of goes along. And everything that T'Pol said in the first 10 minutes is true over and over and over again. Like, trust your instincts. There's no black and white. It's all gray. You're Riker. You'll be fine. You know? Literally, like you said, you could have just ended program there. Uh. That's how we all feel. Injustice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then at the end, like, all Riker says is, Oh, God, I'm sorry. I just saw in my notes, here's to the next generation. Like, every little reference, which normally I'm so opposite to this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. here's to the next generation. So I'm like, first of all, I literally wrote in my notes, slap me right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I hate this. (laughs) The last thing, um, and then I think it's time to move on and stop beating the dead horse. But um, when... Riker is talking to Mayweather I or Reed, I want to say, about Archer and um, Tripp's relationship. He says, has Tripp ever slapped Archer? Yeah, what? Maybe not slapped, but like attacked yeah. or punched or hit or, or hit, yeah, like maybe was the word. Yeah, yeah. And, and Reed wasn't like, oh, why are you talking about punching the captain? He's yeah. like, oh, Picard, who's that? <laughs> 
So it was just weird. This is a weird question because it's not like Riker's known for like punching Picard or why would he or hitting him? Like Spock didn't hit Kirk. I I, it was just a very weird question. He's like, you guys are so like had your cowboy diplomacy. Did you guys still follow this like hierarchy? (laughs) It's so weird. I don't know. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah, that was a weird line. (laughs) Thank you for pointing it out. Yeah, it was weird. Um, so Yeah. yeah, Riker at the end says he's ready to tell Picard the truth. Troy has just been bopping in and out of this episode, and uh, <laughs> luckily, at the I mean, luckily for us to put us out of our misery, yeah. Riker and Troy are there at the last couple minutes uh, of the episode. They're watching Archer's speech again. Why? Don't know. <laughs> why? Not part of Riker's um, like need. Like, how much yeah. spare time does he have? You know, <laughs> during this Pegasus crisis, like he's just spending his whole day watching or on the holodeck. Mm-hmm. But luckily, they say Arch and. Blessedly, we all have relief at the end. Yeah. Oh. Okay, Ashlyn, let's get us out of here. I want to talk about a very unexpected episode in season one that is just delightful. And I really am glad that we're ending on this one because I don't want to end on a finale this bad. I want to end on a really fun introduction to a holodeck episode like if you're watching sort of Trek during this time, I think that was kind of also the purpose and to show they're trying to do a lot of stuff in enterprise to show what was before this, you know, what was before transporters, what was before red alert, all that kind of stuff and the, the creation of that kind of thing. And so I like that they were able to sort of dive into this a little bit, you know, actually pretty in depth um, in this episode. And I have to admit, it's my favorite Enterprise episode. And I watch it like, almost an unhealthy amount. Yeah, this is definitely a comfort episode. And there's not a lot of those of Enterprise. So I can see why you would watch this so much, Rihanna. Mm -hmm. I think it's great when other species, rather than the Vulcans or the humans have technology, that is what we're used to. Yeah. So, like, when they have technology that's as good as the D or mm-hmm. whatever other shows in the future, because it makes you think, like, oh, man, Archer would have loved to be on a Warp 9 ship. Like, he would have died, yeah. you know? So it, it does, totally. like, spark the imagination in that way, which I appreciate. And I also like to see, because, of course, there's not a patent on this holodeck technology. Everyone, every culture and society develops it in their own way. And so we're seeing really cool, like, different takes on the same type of idea. So yeah. this holodeck, well, actually, Rena, do you want to talk a little bit about the plot since it's your fave? Yeah, sure. The ship has been using the plasma or whatever warp plasma they've been venting like in their toe pretty much to charge their power cells and so they finally detect them they're like hey you're draining our power we'll help you with uh, fix your power cells there's a three hour decontamination process trip has to go through one of those like i'm not a robot simulations (laughs) and then he's good to go he is not feeling well uh then this lovely lady who feeds him some water cubes and their, their fingers are electric against his lips. It's it's a lot, a lot going on here. And then we get to, he's feeling a lot better. They're repairing stuff and waiting for repairs to be done. They go into their little version of the holodeck. I think they just call it a simulator or something, but Trip is saying, oh wow, like this is way nicer than any sim that I've seen. So we know that 
at least right now, Enterprise only probably has like a step up of VR, you know, like pretty good for the time, but definitely not what we're seeing here. Well, not what he's ever seen before. I think he even asked her, is this a 3D projection? Yeah. Which is like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, baby. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's like a how I met your mother. Oh, honey moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's the Zerillians is the species name. Thank you. They're so kind and nice. And Mm -hmm. this lady is really into trip. Yeah. Wow. Um, Oh, I want to say also, I do really like um, the visual aspect of their holodeck because it's like a rainbowy, sparkly everywhere, like all along the walls. It kind of reminds me of like a fun house where the walls are crazy. Um, It feels like someone's like fifth grade pencil case that you would get. It's a Lisa Frank. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the way that it operates is that she takes a little remote off the wall and she programs something into it and then boom, they're there. And it doesn't seem like, it it actually seems a lot like Next Generation's um, holodeck in season one where it's mostly used for like viewing landscapes or Mm -hmm. like going out on the water, like nothing too complicated. I don't think they use it with like other beings projected into it that they can interact Mm -hmm. with. But she shows him her home world, which is Thera. Very nice. Yeah. Um, very beautiful. Yeah. And they're, um, she's giving him sand to hold. Like, look, yes. it's, it feels real, right? Um, he's so cute, too. He's so in awe this whole time. He's like, the depth perception is amazing. And the change of perspective when I'm walking, you know, like, he's absolutely <laughs> in awe, as I would be. Yeah. He's like, baby just saw a holodeck for the first yeah. time. Mode. Exactly. Yeah, and her explanation for it is resequenced photons is how everything is made. And after every question that she has, every question that he has, she's like, "Well, it's the resequenced photons." So that's just yeah, the, the science answer. Yeah, <laughs> resequenced photons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do love that. Then when she makes the boat appear, you know, and like trip almost trips in <laughs> to the water. Um, and I really like the remote. I think I would prefer that than having to yell, like, computer arch, you know, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, to say a paragraph, like, open yeah. chapter six of Dixon Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not good with, like, saying stuff to Siri. I get, like, flustered. So I feel like that remote would work nicely for me. Yeah, you're just, you're meant for a older time. <laughs> wow, thanks. <laughs> I'm not up with the Enterprise D folks. No, yeah. you're like if old McCoy had gone on the holodeck. <laughs> totally. Give me those damn buttons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want it to be snowing like when I was with Ahura. <laughs> yeah, and that one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so good. Um, I yeah. love also Tripp's quote because he says, if we had one of these on Enterprise, I'd never have shore leave. <laughs> yes, I'd never ask for shore leave. I love that line. It's so good because this is something that I, I love that they get to talk about afterwards because Trip comes back with his stories of this holodeck he saw and of the, the woman. The sex he had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, we will get back to the sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah just don't worry. Don't hanging worry. that foot right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he says, like, he says to read you know oh my god it was amazing like you it felt like you were there you know he says i've been in visual sims before but this is more like actually being there you know you can feel the breeze on your skin and everything 
And Reed goes, I can only imagine what it could be used for. Like, <laughs> Weapons. Course, that's what he's thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sex is what Trip thinks because he's like, I don't know if they can create people. <laughs> oh, oh, geez, dirty yeah, mind. I'm thinking I weapons because I know the character of Reed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. He would just be like, I can blow up things in yeah. simulation all the time. <laughs> um, that's him and Shaxx. So that's all they would do in the holodeck. Blow up the warp um, core. Yeah, so I love that he's, you know, sort of regaling his times and they're all learning a little bit about it. But yes, let's go back to when they're on the boat talking together and then she she's enjoying their conversation. So she puts out some little holographic pebbles, as he calls them, granules. Granules, yep. And uh, she says, let's play a game, which isn't, isn't that game. how all life yeah. starts? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's... That's not reading the warning label. Like, she should at least have given something. This is a game that could get you pregnant. Like, <laughs> this, I mean, this is not good. Like, yeah. like this this is not good, what, what yeah. she does. She should have told him that the, that in her species, like, this is the place in their culture. Like, I, I mean, I have no idea what their relationship structure is. Maybe yeah. they don't have, like, partnerships you know, yeah. like maybe they just make babies with whoever and it's a really like calm, like not huge life of upheaval process. Like we have no idea what type of yeah. um, like society they have, but because they're meeting another species, it just seems like a good idea to explain this is our mating ritual <laughs> and exactly. this is how we create other Zerillians. <laughs> yeah. Just one little blanket statement would have been nice, you know, before he puts his hands in and starts reading her thoughts. But that's what he does. And also, I can't believe. Or, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. And then, and also just the fact that he assumes they're holographic when they're not. Like, it's just a little they sketchy. Are, no. Absolutely. She just pulled them out with her little remote and they appeared. Wow. So he still got pregnant with holographic. With holographic. Wow. Levels. Okay. Yeah. I'm still in awe. But, but anyway, yeah. I, it's just not cool of her to do. Like if no. this was, if they like made the babies in another situation, this would be a really serious situation, you know? Totally. Yeah. Like this would not be seen as this like comedic episode. Yeah. I'm sorry to bring that <laughs> on this no. amazing episode, but I, no, it's yeah. true though. You're absolutely right. And we, it has to be addressed. Yeah. And so then she goes, it takes four hands to work, which is just hilarious and crazy. <laughs> takes two and to tango. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, Oh my God, y'all. Um, but so then, um, one of my favorite moments, though, is when she's like, your favorite food is catfish. And then she goes like, what's my favorite food? And then he's like, it's Dorilla Root or whatever the fuck the, the <laughs> Whatever and, uh, <laughs> yeah. um, And he goes, how did I know that? You know, and his eyes just glow and he gets all delighted. Like, I just love seeing an engineer faced with, like, new technology because it is really a delight to see the fact that Trip was the one to go on the holodeck is very perfect of everyone i'm so glad it was him can you imagine archer would have been time. so weird oh. <laughs> i don't even want to think about how that episode i gotta gone. climb the arches in utah like <laughs> oh, all he does is go on hikes with with like random ladies <laughs> yeah hmm. so amazing um then we come to the end here where <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna skip over like the funny pregnancy yeah. scenes go listen to our maybe our love and affection, love and affection. I cover yeah, this yeah there. i just want to bring us back down for a second because when trip is like getting checked out by the doctor like making sure mm -hmm. he's okay flock says that this could be the first interspecies pregnancy involving a human 
like this is the first one and then I'm thinking and then he will also be involved in yep. the second one too. No, literally this has been brought up before. That's yeah. really crazy. Yeah. Is... <laughs> what happens to him? <laughs> yeah, I know. He's I'm really like, This this, this is a trip, trip episode. episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Rihanna, how does this whole thing end? <laughs> so, yeah, we have uh it turns out their ship is not fixed. The Klingons are now, now they're riding in the Klingons tow, which is far more dangerous because they want to destroy the ship. They're like, how dare you steal our power? And it pretty much take to pull, takes to pull, like, exaggerating about Archer and showing how cool he is. And for Trip to do his pregnancy reveal and show them that, like, we have more reasons to want to go back to this ship than just, like, to get you a holodeck but this is what they do is trip says hey they've got great technology over there that we could maybe exchange or that you, they could exchange with you or trade uh or just give you i guess <laughs> yeah kill them yeah <laughs> um and they explain the holodeck technology and so again I'm, I'm really excited to see different like you said different species who maybe don't like who have it versus Klingons who we know I'm surprised they don't have holodecks yet but it's just interesting to see like where each species progression is and how different it is technology wise oh yes oh oh yeah the Klingons are pumped to be in the holodeck and one of my favorite lines is at the very end when the Klingon like captain like points in the distance and he's like I can see my house from here nothing like that line it is just brilliant it's giving it's like giving sarah palin before sarah palin was even a thing yeah (laughs) predictions yeah it's so it's so good trip does a really good job pitching this holodeck to the klingons you know he's like you can see like vast landscapes you'll feel like you're actually there you can be on the hilltop at kronos you know like and the klingons come over with trip to the cerulean ship to literally like, they have a topographical map of Kronos ready to show them. So, like, they really are ready to try this out, and they love it, and they take two or three and don't kill the Cerulean's. Yeah, so, so I'm imagining, like, now, what do they do? Like, I would love to follow this, tech, yeah. like, hollow technology onto Kronos. Like, is it traded? Yeah. Is it, like, adopted? Or is it just kept within these this, right. this ship, you know? Yeah, or is, it, is that how they get hollow technology by studying that and then they install them onto every bird of prey like who knows who knows but anyway i'm very excited for them maybe they use it as training simulations because you know discovery uses that as training simulations so i'm thinking about a lot of species that's what we're gonna be talking about (laughs) next week actually hey yeah there you go Mm mm-hmm Wow, but, I'm so yeah. glad we ended with that episode. I'm I'm feeling Same. like the energy the, of the dark energy yeah. has drained from my this body. This energy of the studio is much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also I want to say that at the Dura Sisters podcast, we are known for loving every track, and we always have a positive spin. Yeah. So if you do like <laughs> the finale, I'm sorry to laugh at you. I'm really not laughing at you. Yeah. Um, I respect your opinion because there's no gatekeeping here. Yeah, but absolutely. we both just cannot stand. Yeah. And sometimes we have very, like, fortified opinions. There's there's some things that I'm like, yeah, I, I'm sure that if someone had a really interesting point, I would probably change my opinion on this. But sometimes we have opinions like this that are just, like, solid. <laughs> it's in the gospel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that's a part of us. But 
Um, we still love Enterprise dearly and a testament to how much we love it. Yeah. How much the finale. We're trying to defend it against TNG. Like, that's that's gotta be proof (laughs) that that we like Enterprise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm tipping my NX01 hat to you, Ashlyn, for doing this wonderful episode with us, or with me today. Um, you got us you listeners sorry Randy your us is like programmed in the brain after I think literally the past five recordings we've done have been with guests so no wonder yeah thank you I was like why am I saying that so much I also type in the like like we us pronouns all the time yeah before both of us (laughs) yeah yeah I'm sending an email I'm like we would like as if we're like a joined like brain (laughs) we are the board (laughs) Ashlyn and I are bored we agree very small collective but we're still out here making podcasts for you (laughs) exactly Rihanna thank you so much for joining me today I am so happy that we are continuing back on with the holodeck series Mm -hmm. and before you get all like oh disco here we go there's no holodeck episodes you are wrong so you better (laughs) check yourself before you wreck yourself yeah I should have said trek yourself but that's okay yeah (laughs) yeah so we will be talking about a few episodes in discovery and I'm really so pumped. This is a theme that definitely stays strong throughout the entirety of the treks. And I feel like recently we've been doing different themes where by the time we get to Picard or Lower Decks or Prodigy, there's just no episodes. So we will we will almost go the distance. Every series will get their own holodeck episode, except for Strange New Worlds, sadly. But soon. Please have one soon. Soon. Yeah. yeah. I really wish we could do Elysian Kingdom because that's basically a holodeck episode, but... It's it not. It's so. not. It's not. Yeah. Um, well, and I also want to remind everyone that if you are a patron, you already know what the next series is. So mm-hmm. I can start teasing that because it's our Enterprise episode. Discovery's next week. I think I. I don't know what I'll announce. It, it doesn't matter. She likes the power, so yeah, we'll just dangle it until she's ready. I will announce it seeing. at some point. But if you want to know, in you can just join our Patreon. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. Live long and prosper. And Riker, please just finish this out for us. Computer. And program. Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for the seventh episode of our holodeck series where ashlyn and rihanna will discuss the photonic friends and enemies in star trek discovery please follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes also take a moment to check out our content on tumblr tiktok youtube and our merch on threadless all links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages if you like what you've heard today please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen If you are interested in receiving merch and access to exclusive content and much, much more, please go to patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast and join one of our four tiers to join the noble ranks of the Klingon bloodline. You can find all of this and more at Patreon. (laughs) Ah, warrior. The noble ranks. I'm a Klingon. I'll figure out how to say that in a different episode. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. 
If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers, and the spooky series. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes. Social media and marketing by me, Ashlyn Gelman, and Rihanna Hurd. Editing is done by Rihanna Hurd and Ashlyn Gelman. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. One of our patrons, Wolf Wit. What a wonderful human. You sent us a fantastic episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> never guess what Something word I read in the House of Commons. <laughs> okay. Everybody is living this way. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do the meme right. Everybody's living this way. <laughs> oh, oh, I gotta combine That's them. So good. Oh god, okay, I'm gonna cry. Okay. <laughs>